Hi everyone, this is Sudeshna from the Abundant Psyche and you are listening to the Not So Corporate podcast. Here we talk about all of the not so corporate things that we corporate entrepreneurs tend to do within and outside of our corporate lives. And today I have with me Svenja Tektmer. She founded Sanguine Suits and she's a fashion and tech entrepreneur. She used to be a management consultant. Quite a lot of people I tend to speak to are ex-management consultants who are on their entrepreneurship journeys. And Svenja is really passionate about women in leadership. And she wants to bring that to the forefront using her current business. Svenja, I'm so excited to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to be here. So tell us a bit more about you. You used to work with EUI? Yeah. So I was, um, maybe if I start from the beginning, right out of grad school. So I went, um, actually I went to LSE in London. That's where the love from London comes from, where you are currently situated. Um, and after my grad school, I then actually first worked for the United Nations, kind of on a temporary assignment and was in Panama. And then from there, I went into management consulting as a lot of business graduates go um, or do. And I went to EY Parthenon, which is kind of the strategy arm of EY and worked a lot on like strategy and turnaround and restructuring projects. And yeah, I did that till the end of last year. And now I'm a full-time entrepreneur. That's amazing. So some would say that you gave up quite a lucrative corporate career. You used to work with UN and now you um, have quit consulting, a very prestigious consulting firm, and you have started your own thing that to, dare I say, in the middle of a pandemic. What yeah. happened? <laughs> Good question. I think a lot of people ask themselves when they look at me. Um, I don't know what happened, honestly. Like, I think I came to a point, so I started Sanguine um, at the same time as I was doing my consulting job. So we actually started um, developing a few products and that was already in the end of 2019. So um, far before the pandemic and we kind of already planned to quit our jobs like spring, summer 2020. And um, then 2020 came, we actually launched like three days before all of Europe went into lockdown. So it was for sure um, a very interesting phase. Um, yeah, and then we still, I mean, we, we kept the job a little longer than we first anticipated. So it was, I guess it was quite nice that we still had that security and were able to just stick it out a little longer. Um, but it, I honestly came to a point in the, in the job where I just couldn't do it anymore. I was so passionate about this side project and it required more and more calls also during the day to just be available, right? Like the weekends and Friday nights only serve you for so long, especially once you start working with customers and you just have to be on 24 seven. And at some point it just takes also all of your energy in order to make it big else. It will always be a small side hustle. So yeah, I guess we did the crazy thing and quit the corporate job for a startup in the middle of a pandemic, a business wear startup, fashion startup um, on top of that. So um, for sure, interesting, but I'll be able to tell you a little bit more in a couple of years, whether or not that was the right decision. I'm sure it'll all work out fine. I'm sure there will be something that you can think of. You are a smart problem solving entrepreneur. So you will definitely have it your way. 
but uh, tell us a bit more about the side project. Actually, you built this up as a side project, you said, and I noticed you said we. So how did you plan and manage time alongside your very demanding consulting career uh, where, dare I say, like we end up spending like 14, 16 hours days working on our day job when did you find time for sanguine yeah um so when i say we i mean me and my co-founder marita and we actually met in london um, during grad school and then went into the same company she was in vienna and i was at the time in munich and then moved to the berlin office so we were kind of remote i guess in different locations but at the same company and honestly, looking back now, I don't really remember how we did it because there were times for sure it was, it was a little crazy, especially once it got a little busier. I would say in the beginning, it was quite doable and just um, thinking about because it's, it's quite self-determined, right? Like you just think of the idea, you do some project uh, product development, you think of some projects for marketing and all that stuff. And it's really just you and like another co-founder if you have one. Um, and that was completely manageable. We would just like jump on calls on Saturdays and Sundays and we loved it, right? So it was the best hobby in the universe to just do it on the side. And then um, increasingly it got more and more difficult. Um, and I remember there were some projects like uh, I was, because we were also traveling. So Monday through Thursday, I was traveling. <laughs> Sometimes I would literally, because I had to do like some really important calls, I would go outside in this like parking lot at our client and um, just do the calls. <laughs> Someone, my, my manager even asked me if I have like a really bad smoking addiction or something because towards the end of the project, like the calls got so much that I was always in the parking lot. Um, I mean, I still did my job and I think I did a good job, but um, yeah, it for sure got a little interesting. And then Thursday nights, instead of flying home or driving home from the client, I would usually either drive to Vienna or London or wherever. If we needed to check products in London, we would fly to London or just hang out with Marita over the weekend so to be able to work like three days in a row or two and a half, Saturday, Sunday full, and then a little bit of Friday evening. Um, so it was for sure interesting, the, the end of it. Um, towards the spring in the home office, it actually got a little easier because you didn't have the travel times and not the constant supervision, I guess. Um, and I, I would also say like maybe the last thing, the third thing is also just, I learned to say no a little bit. And often in management consulting, people don't believe that that's possible or not allowed or whatever. And I was the same, like I thought it's just, you, you can't, you should not, never. And once you actually start, it's quite easy because it's, it's okay, right? Like everyone is actually really accepting of it. So I would say that's also the third thing I did. I was just like, no to any like potential little side things or everything that needed to be done um, that wasn't like, that I didn't deem like, or that the manager didn't deem like super, super crucial. Um, yeah, sometimes you just also spend time on unimportant things. So I started to say no a little more to those. That's amazing. And the power of saying no, I think goes yeah. a long, long way in managing time um, so Svenja um, what sort of skills from your corporate life did you end up using in your business in your startup um, I would for sure say some of the technical things like one when, when we have to do all our business planning all the calculating all these business plans and um, 
in, investor projections, sales projections, right? All of that stuff for sure is um, just, it's second nature almost, right? So that for sure, I would say from a technical skill set, that was for sure one of the um, most prevalent ones. I would also say just project management, being able to, I, once you start managing also some people, some interns and consultants, um, also just that experience, I would say, just being able to organize project flows, um, not just from like student life, but also real world um, kind of project flows and seeing how that goes, seeing kind of management tools that you can apply in order to get to the results, um, that whole strategic mindset, thinking out of, out of the box, I would say that all comes in handy, but honestly, like there's so much more I need to know <laughs> and I'm still learning and so much more that Sangon requires of me to know that I didn't learn and that I'm just learning on the job and on the go. So I would for sure say it's not, um, because the peop some people think like management consulting is like the one, like a, a lot of times the way to go, right? Because then you get the skills you need for life. And for sure, there are some good skills. It's not all the skills you need forever and ever. There's for sure a lot more that I need to learn. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, undoubtedly. And uh, so tell me a bit more about what is the most surprising thing that you have found what is it that you had to learn but you had no idea that you would need to learn it on your entrepreneurship journey um i would say the complexity of it all um like it, it sounds really i mean in the in the beginning it's really you doing everything right and right now we're a team of four um another person that's doing helping part-time a little bit and in the beginning when you do everything and I mean, beforehand, you can picture what it is, right? There's some product development. There's probably some production organization. If you have physical products, there's the online shop, there's marketing, there's financing and like investor stuff. Um, but it's always, I always call it like a little black hole because you don't know what you don't know. And then once you start opening like a little bit of the door and you just see the depth of everything, the depth of also just like contractual law, for example, that's what I'm spending a lot of my time like today with. It's, it's just everything is a little bit of a black hole and you need to um, learn everything because once you, you need to at least do it once, like that's at least my philosophy or the philosophy of me and my co-founder because we have tried to give like little projects to people and tried to ask people for help or have interns or people working for us. And it's really, really difficult to know what you need people to do when you've never done it before. So that I would say that's like the most shocking that you actually for like at least once you have to do it all by yourself and need to at least understand every little bucket that is potentially going on in your company and that's a lot in total I completely agree I mean I see quite a lot of entrepreneurs calling themselves entrepreneurs on the back of um and look I I don't mean to judge but um you are not an entrepreneur if you are a freelancer. You are not an entrepreneur if you are a YouTuber. You are not an entrepreneur if you are an Instagrammer. Those are very different things which are actually quite important and will support your entrepreneurship journey. But um, yeah. you cannot be claiming to be an entrepreneur just because you are... You work uh, for yourself. Yeah, you work for yourself, exactly. Um, so which one of those various depths of black boxes have you enjoyed the most? Because I think um, marketing, even when you go into marketing, there are several types of marketing. When you go into law, I think 
that is spot on because quite a lot of people don't think about the legal implications of quite a lot of things. Uh, so which ones have you found most interesting and which ones have you found like, oh God, please take this off my plate? Um, I would say it always shifts a little bit. It's quite interesting. There's always phases where I enjoy um, certain aspects more. I would say right now it's really production. I've just clawed myself into production, especially like fabric development, which I think is super, super fascinating. What you can do with the recyclable yester. We're developing the first sustainable Kupro, which is really, really cool. So that's finding the right partners and really developing something unique and really, really cool that you know is going to be amazing for customers and yourself like I'm already excited to wear our next product I would say right now that's my um, number one and um, marketing in general like the whole social media scene I would say is not so much my my biggest enjoyment and my biggest strength I think there's a lot of <laughs> things going on on social media that you need to be aware of and a lot of toes to be stepped on and um, a lot of discussions on like what I deem not to be so important and it's very tedious and it seems to be a little bit of a mystery. So I would say like that's the bucket I would give away the first. Right, got it. And uh, yes, marketing is this huge, huge thing, right? Like it has social, it has content, it has um, in, to a certain degree sales, then there's Google Analytics, whatnot. Like it's, it's a whole bucket in itself that is quite mysterious but love it about the product design so tell us a bit more about the sustainability piece that you were mentioning yeah so right now we have our first collection out which was kind of the pilot project right as mentioned i mean we did it next to our jobs and obviously we didn't go as big or we didn't have that much inventory it was kind of like a smaller pilot project and also just to be able to manage it um, and that one is kind of through and was very successful and we are very excited about all the people that got excited about our product as well. And now we're developing the next line that's also a little more in touch with what's happening in 2021, right? And we do business wear, but we actually like do it for professional women. So we don't want to dictate what somebody has to wear that it doesn't always have to be a suit, right? Obviously. Um, so we really want to be there for professional women and whatever they can imagine. Um, that looks like and we do a lot of focus groups and ask a lot of people a lot of customers what they would love and um, right now in the product development we're doing a lot of new pieces that are very relevant for spring and summer we're doing um, sustainable fabrics and sustainable supply chains so we actually are building up another kind of supply chain right now so the first one we produced in eastern europe and had really good experience with our production partners but um, just from what, who we are as people, I think we, like me and my co-founder, we always want to improve and always want to get better. And we found even more incredible partners now and are actually moving to India. And we have really cool NGOs that we work with and really, really cool production plans that are all female run. That was really important, right? We, we really stand for this female in leadership and we don't just say that as like a brand and tell our customers about it, but we actually really live it. And all our factories are female run and really, really creative engineers that are sitting behind our fabrics that wanna produce really cool fabrics with us and make them sustainable, right? Use less plastic um, or no plastic at all, recycle, reuse chemicals or no chemicals at all. We also always try to minimize all chemicals whatsoever. And if we can, we just recycle them. So we have really, really cool um, 
production setup and we, we have really really cool fabrics also coming up so that's that's really exciting that's amazing so setting up a fashion brand again when people are in lockdowns uh, who were your customers from the get-go were they were they using your products for meetings sitting on zoom calls for example what, what is the vision of the brand in the next two years even when actually maybe the COVID situation may continue may not how have you seen it evolve in the last year and how do you see it evolving in the next couple of years yeah so I would say our first um, customers as with like most startups I would say it's kind of the first colleagues and friends right that then maybe tell some of their friends some of their colleagues and then it kind of slowly like rattles out of your own social network um, but obviously we've also seen a lot of people actually from Scandinavia Denmark um, and then Bella Lux so Luxembourg Belgium and Netherlands have actually been a lot of customers over there um, so that's been really exciting and it's really like it's what I love about our customer base, like because beforehand, right? When you when you think about your business, who you want to sell to you, we always talked about these like really ambitious women, like modern professional women just that just want to go into their job and own their careers and own their lives. And it's really those are the people we're selling to. And that's super, super exciting. It's actually really, really amazing women that um, come and also talk to us and buy our products and all that stuff. So that's really, really cool. I would say the first, because we did start quite conservative on our product line, I would say the first couple of customers kind of shopped um, with to have like the staple in their in their wardrobe, I would say. So this like classic, classic suit, they can always work, not necessarily just for immediate or this year, but just to have like the blazer ready to go. Some customers have told us they have this one because they're really comfortable, right? So they just have it like laying next to them and whenever the Zoom um, is required, they just throw it on and have like sweatpants under. So the blazers and everything top for sure sold more than the pants. Um, but even the pants, I wear the pants like every day just to chill because they're really, really comfortable compared to other business um, business pants and pants. And that's really cool. Um, for the next couple of years, what I would like, what I would love to see is obviously that we can go back into our careers. I think people are very, very excited also just to have like a little more structure again. Um, I don't think we'll ever go back to like completely office office, right? Like I think people really um, enjoy their flexibility and we for sure also want to support professional women in that flexibility, whether it's like complete work from home or like part-time here, part-time there. Um, but what I would love to be able to do is just like this feeling again, right? We Like this airport catwalk, right? When you are Monday mornings in the airport and you walk to your plane and have like a cool, um, powerful costume on and those things. I, I do think the a lot of people are missing those moments and I'm missing a little more powerful wardrobe. So I'm hoping for my sake and every all of our sakes that that's coming back. But um, we'll for sure with our product line be also ready for the flex working that's, that's coming from home. That's amazing. And I for sure have been missing my work wardrobe because I don't want to be in my pajamas the whole day but yeah. also don't want to work in my work clothes anymore because you know um, yeah. they are so structured and yeah. not really work from home friendly so I would definitely look out for your stuff if you are putting anything out um, for anyone listening, Svenja, anyone who is wanting to do a side hustle and grow it up 
on the side alongside a demanding corporate career do you have any words of advice um do it <laughs> that would be my advice at least try i think that it's awesome to actually if you i think it's actually a great thing to do it as a side hustle because it requires you to work during hours and i'm not trying to promote like crazy overworking i'm really a strong advocate against that but i do think there's something to be said if if you um, have such a desire to work on something that you get up on sunday after working an entire week or on saturday and actually are excited to like think about it and build something for a couple of hours during the weekend i think that's a really really good sign that you have something that you because it requires a lot of passion if you want to go through all the ups and downs you always really need to have that passion and need to know why you're doing it so i actually do think like doing it as a side hustle and like just starting like just that's what we did we didn't even think about it <laughs> i mean we did think about it a little bit but i'm very unaware of what all those the black holes i mentioned before right like very very unaware of what all they could be and what they are going to be and we're just like let's just develop one suit like let's just find out how hard it is let's find some people that want to design it with us and some people that we trust and like let, let's just see how it goes in worst my suit that was kind of what we always said in the beginning that we would just create one suit and then see where it goes so i would i would recommend just doing that if you have a physical product or even just a software solution or whatever just try it out do one pilot even on the side because i think that's i wouldn't recommend anyone to quit everything and try it i mean if that's if that's people's uh, choices and people's um, personality types i think obviously that's also really really cool but um yeah just do it i i completely agree i mean um if you are going to see yourself through this business you need to be there for the business when you don't feel like being there for the business and a way to grow is a side hustle at times because yeah that is when you want to watch you would much rather just watch netflix but um yeah you are there because of that passion and that purpose coming back to purpose when yeah because quite a, most of the women entrepreneurs especially i speak to um are very very purpose led and that seemed to be the theme i was catching on with your sustainability women empowerment all of those pieces so tell us a bit more about your purpose it's a good question big question um our purpose for Sanguine is for sure empowering women, right? Like our mission, because we went into, and I do think like our generation, we are already very empowered women, right? Especially like where I grew up, where I worked. Um, I don't like, I don't think there's any um, limitations to what I could possibly achieve. But I do think like when you go into the corporate world, there's a lot of comments, there's a lot of like really weird corporate um, sexism still in place which was really really shocking coming from a very liberal like kind of university background um, and then you start in the corporate world and you're like hold up like what what year is it like what the hell have I just entered um, and I just like the purpose for Sanguine is to just really like not even empower because I do think we are empowered but just making a stance for women and just going after what they want and showing the power that women have and the ambition that people have and celebrating that right like celebrating female ambition because it's so often linked to unlikability right like the ambitious men are celebrated 
the ambitious women is a little looked down upon and not so likable. And um, that for sure is the biggest, biggest passion or purpose <clears throat> for Sanguine to change that status quo and just show how cool and amazing ambitious women can be. And that's, that's really the, that's the purpose. That's amazing. And I love that you are doing all of this very sustainably using women-backed enterprises and production partners as well. That that just comes, brings everything back to the full circle. Um, yeah. This has been amazing, Svenja. Um, anything else that you want to leave us with? Any last words of wisdom? I mean, my last words of wisdom, I don't know who you, most people listening in are probably like maybe looking into entrepreneurship or not. And I would say for sure, like, I think it's an awesome um, thing to consider, right? Like also what you maybe mentioned in the beginning, you have a lot of people on that came from management consulting. And I do think that coming from like a decently good business school, that's usually what you think is out there, right? And what's possible. And I don't think that's any sign of um, management consulting being like the one solution or being the answer for it all, but um, maybe a little bit of insecurity. And I do think like also amazing, like that you have this podcast, right? Just showing what all career paths are out there and that it's, it is possible that you actually work on what you are passionate about and not just fix a PowerPoint at 10 p.m. on a Friday night for some partner, which I have done a lot of times. And that's for sure not the biggest passion invoking um, work you can do on this planet. So um, I think it's really, really important to highlight different careers. And I think you're doing a great job at, at just showcasing that. And um, yeah, everyone, everyone can do it for themselves and it doesn't have to be so risky and so dangerous, right? Like sometimes just a small step just to talk to some people, do a little focus group or whatever it might be. Um, you can just test the waters and then you're already one step closer. So I would say that to everyone. Love that. Love that piece of wisdom, that advice. Um, you don't have to think of this as a huge risky move. To Today I have to quit my job and tomorrow I embark on this entrepreneurial journey no it rarely happens like that um, yeah. this has been such a pleasure Svenja and for all you ladies um, go check out Sanguine Suits they have an amazing collection I am definitely looking forward to the not so work sort of collection coming um, in March end of next March yeah and yeah if you enjoyed this conversation share it out with your friends hit the like subscribe buttons comment, post us your questions, go check out Sanguine and I'll see you the next time. Bye.